Believing Weakness Podcast. Kids are soft. You like discipline. But I've got news for you. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little cushions. Oh no, it's time now to turn this mush into muscles. Hey everybody, today I want to talk about what is probably one of my favorite research compounds ever. Uh, it's commonly known as mint, but it's actually called trestolone acetate or 7-alpha-methyl-19-nortestosterone. Um, and that's where the acronym mint comes from in that uh, chemical name. Now, this is a really powerful compound, and it was first discovered in 1963. Uh, you know, it was pretty much abandoned for a really long time. Once they made it, it was just kind of forgotten about until the 1990s when the Population Council started looking at different uh, chemicals and compounds as potential candidates for male birth control, and this kind of came back up on their radar. Trestolone induces a state of temporary infertility, but it also has the unique ability to maintain normal biological functions in the complete absence of testosterone. Now, this is, this is pretty rare for a compound to do a lot of things that testosterone does and not be testosterone. And this basically means that things like libido, your energy levels, and your sense of well-being, they're all going to be maintained if you run this compound solo. Now, trestolone is basically um, decanandrolone with a methyl group attached to it. Um, so this basically changes the parent compound's pharmacology completely. Whenever you methylate something, it completely changes it. But it lacks a lot, you know, a lot of people hear, oh, it's methylated or, or whatever. A methyl group and a methylation aren't the same thing. Um, as we discussed in the last podcast with my friend uh, Christopher Ward, who's a biochemist, if you haven't listened to that episode with him on pro-hormones, check that out. He talks about, you know, the difference between a methyl group and methylation. But going back to this, um, it lacks serious hepatoxic effects because typically this compound is given uh, injectable uh, or intramuscular. Um, now, trestolone, the way that it works is it binds to the androgen receptor stronger than testosterone, but it doesn't convert to DHT. So this means that things like prostate enlargement um, will not occur like with traditional testosterone replacement therapy. So trestolone also, now this is the big part, trestolone also doesn't bind to SHBG. Now that's an acronym for sex hormone binding globulin. So this allows for the maximum amount of the hormone to bind to the androgen centers without being bound up to sex hormone binding globulin. And that is the reason why when people use this compound, they say that their sex drive is through the fucking roof. Now, this compound, we want to talk about how strong it is. It has a fucking insane anabolic to androgenic ratio of 2,300 to 650. A 1992 study showing that mint demonstrated 10 times 
the myotropic ability of testosterone in mice. Now, let's put this in perspective a little bit here. This was a rat study, so everything's always done on rats. And just because it was 10 times stronger than testosterone in rats doesn't mean that that's going to correlate the same way in humans. So don't think that this is going to build 10 times the amount of muscle as fucking taking testosterone. That's not how this works. Um, but it is a hell of a lot stronger. And, you know, it, it could be considered by some to be somewhat of a uh, optimized version of testosterone. Now, if, if you want a, a real-world... Um, hypothesis or theory based on my anecdotal use of this compound, I would say it's probably somewhere between two and three times as strong as testosterone, like milligram per milligram, maybe, maybe, maybe two and a half times as strong as testosterone, just being in real world applications. So let's talk about the effects that this compound has on libido and sex drive, because that's one of the big things you hear about this. This is kind of weird because the 19-NOR family of test of steroids, they're pretty notorious for causing sexual dysfunction in males. Um, this is why, you know, nandrolone is commonly associated with terms like decadic. Um, this is where trestolone is completely different. And it shares more traits with testosterone than it does anandrolone in this aspect, and especially in male sexual functioning. The alpha methyl group on carbon-7 on this thing prevents it from binding to that sex hormone binding globulin, and this is what makes the sex drive insanely high whenever you're implementing this compound. This is the only compound, um, or AAS rather, that I know of that can maintain normal male physiology in the complete absence of testosterone. And a lot of researchers are probably going to be taken aback by this or think it's bullshit, but this basically means that trestolone or mint can be ran without testosterone as a base hormone. And I know that kind of goes against everything that we always hear, you know, you need to have test as a base. You got to have a base. You got to have a base. Well, this can be used as a base. And I'm not just saying that based off of stuff I read. I actually use this as my base now. Um, I have completely switched over to using a lower amount of mint as HRT. <clears throat> I actually believe, just in all honesty, I believe that Trest alone actually works better than test in several regards when, when ran solo. Um, and it really kind of shines with not just building muscle tissue, but I actually feel a better sense of well-being when I use mint. Um, now, this doesn't mean that this is just a compound sent from the gods and everything's wonderful about it and there's nothing to worry about. Let's talk about the downsides of mint. Mint has a really strong estrogen conversion. It actually converts to a very particularly nasty estrogen called 7-alpha-methyl-estradiol. And this means that use of an aromatase inhibitor is absolutely imperative to keep these side effects at bay. 
Um, now, some people on like forums and stuff, they claim that having uh, cabergoline and Pramiplexal and all that shit on hand is just in case is a good idea. Um, it probably is. I don't particularly like those two compounds. Um, they don't make me feel very good. But I have found that using like, um, you know, 70, 0.75 milligrams of anastrozole every other day is sufficient as long as you aren't running an insane amount of this stuff. Just don't go into this thinking, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get a few vials of this stuff and, you know, I'll just run it and everything's going to be okay. You know, there won't, you know, I'm not estrogen prone, blah, 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 blah. Don't do that shit. Go ahead and get some, get an AI and go ahead and implement it just in case. Because even if you don't have issues with, you know, estrogen conversion and, uh, you know, gyno and all that stuff, because you you still might have some issues with water retention from the estrogen conversion. Um, now, what I recommended, uh, what I did the first time I ran this, is I actually front loaded an estrazole for a few days before taking it. Um, I did this, and the only estrogenic side effects that I experienced was, you know, some kind of sweating, hot flashy type stuff, and a little bit of water retention for a few days, but all that was kind of mitigated um, with, you know, keeping my sodium levels down and, uh, you know, just really staying on um, a, a strict schedule with using that AI aromatase inhibitor. Um, and that subsided, that water retention stuff subsided fairly quickly once my body adjusted to that hormone as well as the AI. Um, now... Let's talk about cycling this stuff. The other real downfall of Trestalone is the heavy HPTA suppression on this. And what I mean when I say this, how heavy it is, it is Trestalone is actually 12 times as suppressive as testosterone. But in, keep in mind that it was originally considered and developed as somewhat of a male contraceptive candidate. So, trestolone significantly lowers luteinizing hormone uh, 90% in just four weeks. Uh, so, it shuts you down quick. But, that doesn't mean if you run this stuff, you're going to be infertile your entire life. What this basically means is that if you plan on running this for a while, you're going to have to do a full-blown full post-cycle therapy. You know, you're going to have to implement the Clomid, Novidex, HCG, and I would even recommend throwing some HMG in there too. Um, it's an absolute must, you know, unless you're one of those guys that's blasting crews or on HRT. If you're just going to run a cycle of this stuff, you're going to have to do a heavy... Uh, PCT with it. And if you're not willing to do a heavy PCT, don't even fuck with it. Now, the other thing with this is, like all gear, it will temporarily reduce your good cholesterol uh, and temporarily increase your bad cholesterol. And that's, that's with anything that you take, whether it's a SARM, whether it's testosterone, whatever. Uh, this will do that too. So, Make sure you're taking your omega-3s and stuff, a good fish oil product, um, and not eating like a fucking slob. Now, the next question here is, is this stuff legal? Yeah, it is legal. 
to use as a research chemical, okay? So that means, you know, humans aren't supposed to be taking this stuff and uh, it's only for you to do lab experiments with and administer to your pet rat. And a lot of people that give this to their pet rat uh, claim that their pet rat is like six foot two and weighs 250 pounds and gets really jacked using this stuff. So it is legal to purchase as a research chemical, not for human use. And we'll talk more about vendors a little bit later on. My honest experience using this stuff, I've been using this stuff for years. I prefer it to testosterone, to be honest with you. I was always hesitant to try this compound because everything I read about the estrogenic side effects of it, I mean, if you go on to various forums and stuff, there's a ton of bros that are just claiming that gyno and shit is an absolute certainty and nothing ever outshines testosterone. That's bullshit. I personally find that Trestolone is superior to test in many regards. And I think that a lot of those issues that you read about on the forums um, can be mitigated as long as you uh, keep your estrogen levels in check, you know, go ahead and implement an aromatase inhibitor and just be smart about the, the dosages that you're running. Um, you don't have to use a lot of this stuff. And I would suggest running this stuff alone, not stacking this with a bunch of shit. And I'll kind of talk about that more here in a little bit. I mean, it's just one of those things where everybody reacts to various compounds differently. But most of the negative hearsay that I have encountered with this is coming from people who's never even used it before. Um, it's kind of bro theory shit. And, you know, anytime I want to find out about something, I want to hear from somebody that's actually done it. It has real world experience. Because what, what you typically see on paper doesn't really correlate always to real-world applications. So let's talk about amounts of this stuff. Um, I have heard of people using this stuff at, um, you know, 100 milligrams every other day and shit. I mean, that is a lot. Um, the most... You know, I, I've taken it up to 75 milligrams every other day, and that was fucking too much, man. It was just too much. Um, I feel like if you're wanting to find a really good sweet spot for this stuff, 50 milligrams every other day is really good. I, and I would say that anything above that is too much, and you're getting into that area of diminishing returns, in my opinion and experience with this. Everybody's different. But... Um, you know, it's one of those things, I've got some friends and stu stuff who have ran this with low dosages of test. I really don't think that's necessary. I think that's kind of wasting your test because this stuff works with just like test as far as sex drive and stuff, if not better, without test. Um, so if you're wanting to implement this or you you know try this thing out, what I would suggest is starting off at a lower dose, you know. Um, like 20 or 30 milligrams every other day. See how you fare with that. Then, you know, work your way up after a week, you know, work your way up to 50 milligrams every other day. All right, guys, so what we're going to do at this point is take a fast little break and get a couple of quick little plugs for uh, two of today's sponsors, and then we'll be right back. 
Today's podcast is sponsored by my friends over at AminoAsylum.com. Now, I've worked with a lot of different peptide companies over the years and brands that make research oils and more advanced compounds like that. And what I can tell you that I've kind of come to realize is that it's always a 50-50 shot whether that company is going to be amazing on every front or just complete garbage. Everything that I've used by these guys over at Amino Asylum has been top-notch quality, and they got some really cool innovative products, guys, like these amino blends that are designed to accomplish very specific results. And they're also my go-to source now for male enhancement items as well as research oils such as mint. And from what I can tell, they only use quality ingredients whenever they create every single one of their products and they've even shown me where they've had customers independently test products and post results with uh, blood work to support this now their goal is to do whatever it takes to make sure that their customers leave each transaction satisfied so they're one of the few research chemical companies out there that actually has a customer service department that does take care of their customers' needs and concerns and addresses issues when they come up. So if like there's a delay in an order, this isn't one of those asshole companies that just avoids emails and DMs. They always get back to people within 24 hours to let you know what's going on. So if you're looking for a good peptide source or any of the other compounds that I've mentioned, go to aminosylum.com and if you find anything on there that you're interested in and you want to give them a try, well, you can use the 10% off discount code that they provided our listeners, uh, which is LW10. Again, that's aminosylum.com, discount code LW10. Whenever I take alone, my energy levels are through the fucking roof and my mind actually feels uh, a bit sharper when running this. I honestly feel awesome and I can't overstate the positive impact that Tristolone has on sex drive. Um, now the gains on this, as long as you have an aromatase inhibitor implemented, they're not going to be watery. watery. Um, and it honestly kind of feels like a weird hybrid between, um, you know, a pretty good dose of test with a little bit of trend. That's honestly kind of what this feels like. Um, I would absolutely un- insist on using an acetate ester in this situation. And that's because, you know, with the estrogen conversion that's on this and certain people are going to be more sensitive to that. You want an acetate ester because you can get it in and out in a pretty quick amount of time. You know, in a few days, um, you can get this out of your system uh, and it'll clear out. So if you find that this is something that you don't tolerate very well or you need to lower your dosage on it pretty quick, you know, that can be taken care of in just a few days. You know, in the past, I have, I don't even know if it's still available, but um, I have seen vendors carry longer esters of this stuff. Um, that weren't an acetate ester. I don't even know if you can still get it, like I said, but I would avoid that shit. Um, You know, having a longer ester of a compound of this nature, that's just not something that you want to mess with. Um, Go for the acetate ester every time on this. Um, Now, it's never fun pinning every other day, but trust me, the shorter ester will keep the side effects much more manageable on this. Um, so guys, that's 
how I feel about this compound. It is one of my favorites. Like I said, if you want to implement this, run it solo. Um, that way you can understand where where your results are coming from, you know, and, and how to mitigate side effects if they arise. You'll know it's this particular compound that's doing whatever effect on you and not one of the five or six other things that you're running with this. Um, and, you know, I feel like this is a very misunderstood compound. That's why I wanted to give my two cents on this because uh, I constantly get questions on Instagram and uh, you know emails about this stuff. So hopefully this cleared this up a bit for you guys. And uh, I'll talk to you all soon.